Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of Fortress Survival where we give you the tools and mindset to survive and thrive no matter what your life is like. I'm your host Joel and today we are going to talk about one of the skill needs that we mentioned earlier and that is medical skills, having the ability to deal with things medically. We're gonna get a lot more into those details in just a minute, but before we go there, I wanted to mention a few things to you. Number one, I think I uh, am getting the schedule locked down for actually being able to record these things. Sorry about that, got water on my windshield. And so um, I'm gonna be recording them as I drive into work, and I'll do that probably a couple times a week, uh, which should do a couple things. It should limit the length of these to about 25, no more than 30 minutes, uh, which on my Protection Dog podcast, I can kind of go a little long sometimes. I'm recording those on like an hour to an hour and a half long drive, so sometimes they get like 45 minutes long. The other thing is um, I wanted to let you guys know we have an event coming up in January. If you want more details on that, (coughs) excuse me, It's going to be a hard skills event. So what I mean by that is, we're gonna be actually going through and number one, showing and teaching how to do a hard skill and then you're gonna actually do hands-on. So um, from the medical perspective, we're actually gonna learn how to set bones, primarily on animals, but uh, it would be applicable to people as well if you had to. And uh, how to set them, how to cast them or splint them so they can heal up. We're gonna go over suturing and you're actually going to practice doing sutures uh, with an actual surgeon there uh, critiquing and and going over what you need to do. We're gonna have a veteran Navy SEAL there. He's gonna go over some self-defense stuff. And then uh, if we get enough people to sign up, we will have a follow-on one-day firearms course out at his location. Um, He'll be doing that, but there'll be a group discount on that for everybody who attends the event. We are going to have um, some food preservation and preparation practical skills. Uh, We're actually going to take uh, grain out of our grain stores and we're going to turn it into bread and pasta. You're actually gonna go through that process. We are going to show you how we freeze dry, how we dehydrate, how we vacuum can, and multiple other things like that. And then we are gonna have some other practical defensive training such as working with dogs and things like that so that event is coming up uh, January I think it's the 21st and 22nd uh, but I have to confirm that it's actually a Friday Saturday Sunday but um, I'll get those exact dates uh, on one of the upcoming podcasts through September we have uh, early sign up discounts so I will get this up on the website fortresssurvival.com as soon as possible and then we will push that out uh, in more detail to you. But wanted to kind of put that bug in your ear. Also, today's sponsor, Fortress K9. Fortress K9 is bringing you peace of mind through protection dogs. So if you are looking at your security situation and you're going, um, yeah, we need to beef this up a bit, but you don't quite know what to do, consider adding protection dogs into your program. So, hello, losing my iPad there. So, This has been an interesting start to the podcast today. Okay, so basically what we do is we train dogs that are safe around you, your children, your other pets, but that also will protect you if you need them to. 
Uh, they're trained to be very stable. That's what we call it, stability. They can move in public. They don't just bite things unless there's either someone who attacks you or you give them the command. So if you're interested in that, you can check out our website, FortressK9.com. You can also email me, Joel, J-O-E-L, at FortressK9.com. And you can visit us on Instagram, at FortressK9. On Facebook, it's at FortressK9Dogs. And you can find out more information about us also over on YouTube by searching for Fortress Canine. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. I am still apparently snarfly. My whole family is down with some kind of head cold congestion thing. Ooh, maybe we have Corona Delta. And you know what? Whatever. It's a cold. <clears throat> so we're moving through that, but the show must go on. So continuing to record. Got my little cough drop in my mouth and uh, maybe taking a couple sips of water as we go through this. So let's talk about some medical needs. Medical needs are highly, highly important. If you are looking at priorities of preparation, <clears throat> especially in terms of spending money, I would say number one is water, even before food. Get water preparations. If you put $350, $400 toward water preparations, you could have an in-home filtration system like a Berkey. You may be able to get something like that cheaper, but I would not uh, cheap out on the filter elements themselves. Black Berkey filter elements are the best filter elements that I have found anywhere. They tell you exactly what they filter and exactly what they do not. If fluoride is a concern, <clears throat> you can reach out to me. I can give you some more details on this, but you basically have to do a, a double filtration to get rid of fluoride out of your water. But I can explain that in more detail, and maybe we will on a future episode. But get your water squared away. That will cost you about $400 uh, for an in-home uh, backpacking water uh, system and a couple of storage containers to, to transport it in, mostly. Um, the next one would be spend money on food. Get yourself, you know, three weeks worth of food, or three months rather, sorry, worth of food. Start with two weeks and then go to three months. And um, that will cover you through many, many things and then just start building, continue building from there. Um, but if you wanted to do something to boost you up, you could uh, go out and stock up, get yourself you know, between one and three months worth in the pantry. <clears throat> then after that, before firearms and everything else. I mean, you should probably have at least, you know, a couple basic firearms. But before you go out and buy that, you know, fourth AR or the third shotgun or whatever is medical. Number one, having a, you know, some basic medical trauma kits. And when I say basic, I don't mean like, you know, real simple uh, ones. I mean, you can only spend so much. Medical supplies are expensive. And uh, so I have about four medical trauma kits and I could probably deal with three or four major incidents and that would be it, right? So um, getting medical supplies uh, is really expensive and then getting medical training. Um, a place that I highly recommend for this is Refuge. I think it's refugemedical.com. Pretty sure that's it. I will look it up and put it in the show notes on this episode. And um, it's run by a guy, calls himself Bear Independent. He has an in, uh, Instagram channel. I think it's just at Bear Independent. He is on Patreon, uh, which I highly recommend. He's a different kind of personality, kind of like I'm a different kind of personality, but we're different. 
And um, you've probably heard me mention Pastor Jeff Fox. He's very mellow and calm. Uh, Bear is a lot more kind of in your face. Uh, so there may be some, uh, some, some people may not like that too much, but he has a lot of medical knowledge. And, uh, and their company, Refuge Medical, not only sells the supplies, and they're, they're pretty reasonably priced. I mean, medical supplies are expensive, so uh, keep that in mind. But they run sales and things like that if you keep your eyes open. They have some really good kits. They use really high-quality stuff, which is important. And they, um, they have training as well that they do kind of all over the country, so you can look up where their training is at and go. And, uh, and they have people attend their training, everything from EMS people, military people, uh, surgical doctors, and things like that. And these people routinely comment on, <clears throat> on how good their training is. And that a lot of times even these people are learning new things, new techniques, uh, things like that. So um, I have no affiliation with them. That's just where I, I have gotten several kits from them. I've been very pleased with them. I am going to actually be doing some gear reviews on their uh, kits here uh, in the next couple days and getting those up. So, if you're going to spend money, water, food, basic defense, and I mean basic, basic defense, you want to build your defensive capabilities up, but after you have a basic defense, get your medical stuff squared away. Um, I am starting a policy with our family that every time my wife goes to the grocery store, she goes over to the little pharmacy section and continues buying uh, various different things. So let's jump into the actual ideas of what you need in terms of skills, right? Because medical is one of those things that you can have some skills and you can do some things with some really basic stuff. But really, in order to do the medical skills, if you have the skill, you have to have the medical stuff. So it is one of these things that um, you need both the skill set and the tool set in order to be effective. Um, you can do a few things, and there there are some herbal remedies and things like that that are good to know. But if you have to set a bone, you want to have the equipment that you need to to help that bone heal properly. If you need to uh, suture something, you don't want to be using sewing needles and dental floss. You want to have suture kits for that. Um, you want to have sterile stuff. A lot of times, the reason the medical stuff historically, like way back hundreds of years ago, was so bad was um, they had a lot of the knowledge to fix things, but when they would be done fixing it, the person would get sepsis. They would get an infection throughout their whole body and die from the infection because they were not sterile. They didn't keep things clean enough. And uh, so that is a really important aspect. So let's go through kind of the topics of medical skills. So the first thing is you need to have some basic medical knowledge. And what do I mean by basic medical knowledge? I am shocked by the number of people who don't know the difference between an antibiotic and an antihistamine. Now, I don't care if you know those terms or not, but if you don't know what the difference between hydrocortisone cream and Neosporin is, you need to learn that. Do not put hydrocortisone cream on open wounds. It is not an antibacterial. It does not help wounds heal, okay? That kind of stuff is for bug bites, for your rashes, things that break out. It helps your body stop attacking it so that the inflammation calms down. Neosporin, triple antibiotic, cream, bacitracin, those help open wounds heal. 
<clears throat> okay? So knowing what, basically what the medicines do. Now here's a little hint. If you keep them in their original packaging, you can read the package to see what it does. But you need to have a basic understanding of what these medications do, right? What can you do with acetaminophen, Tylenol, and ibuprofen, a lot of people refer to that as Motrin, and some of the other um, pain slash inflammation medications. Can you stack them? If so, how do you do it? Right? I'm not here to give you medical advice. None, none of this is medical advice. It's your responsibility to go out and learn what each of these things do, but you need to know what does each of these medications that we have do and how do I use them properly, okay? Just a hint, if you run out of, if you take heart uh, or blood pressure medication and you run out, you should never take somebody else's blood pressure medication unless it is the exact same thing as you take. <clears throat> but even then, my recommendation, don't use somebody else's. Get yourself in shape, try and get yourself where you don't need the medication if possible, but stock up on it, right? Don't mix and match things. Medications are not to be played with. <clears throat> and you need to have a basic understanding of what all these things do, okay? Very, very important. And <clears throat> I would have never even thought that that needed to be addressed until I recently dealt with several people who are like, oh, you have a big scratch or a big cut. Here, let's put some uh, antihistamine cream on it. Hydrocortisone, right? I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, I'm putting, I'm putting medicine on this cut. I'm like, you're not putting the right medicine on that cut. You don't put that on open wounds. I was like, you need Neosporin, triple antibiotic cream, bacitracin, one of those three will work but not hydrocortisone cream. Just read the box, it says do not put in open wounds, right? So know that information. I know that seems like ultra, ultra basic, but I bet half the people listening to this right now don't know that information, okay? So basic, a basic understanding of your basic medications. Then you need a basic understanding of each of the things like Okay, so we talked about Tylenol and um, Motrin or acetaminophen and ibuprofen, right? Those do different things. Also be very careful with acetaminophen and alcohol. Some people use it for um, hangover prevention. I've done that in the past, but it can cause liver damage. Just so be very careful about that. Also, doxycycline or other antibiotics, oral antibiotics. Know what you have, fishmoxin things like that. <clears throat> a lot of people in the prepping community use those things. I use those things. I'm not saying you should. Again, I don't give medical advice, but I have had medical doctors tell me they're exactly the same thing that I prescribe, but you can buy them for your fish without needing the uh, prescriptions. But if you have them, know what they do, <clears throat> right? Know when to use them. Just because you have an infection doesn't mean that just any oral antibiotic works for that. Okay. I will also put, I recently got a med kit where you you put a, you fill out an information form, you do a, a phone, one of those video phone um, appointments with a doctor, and they will pre-prescribe you, <clears throat> they're pretty expensive, I think it was, I think all said and done it was like $700 for this kit. 
but they will pre-prescribe you antibiotics and medications for a myriad of things that you may encounter, right? Depending on where you live, what kind of stuff you do, whether you're an adventure person, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then they send you this kit. And one of the great things about this kit is it comes with a little manual that has every medication that they offer that they will prescribe for you that you don't necessarily have all of these in your kit. But it goes through every one and it tells you, you use this for abdominal infections, like, you know, diarrhea and stuff like that. You use this for respiratory infections. You use this for severe skin infections. <clears throat> and it goes through and it explains what each of these um, medications do and when to use them, right? That is highly, highly effective. I will put a link to their website. There's, I've seen a couple of them that do this. There's one that focuses on like marine, like boats and things like that. Um, this one was a, a slightly different one. I was overall pleased with the process uh, with it. <clears throat> it was a little more expensive than I originally thought, I think. Initially, they charge you like $100, and then you get on a phone consult. Um, but then based on which prescriptions you end up getting, and, and you can tell them, I want that, I don't want that. Right now, they won't always give you the stuff you want if there's not a reason to. But, um, but you don't, there's certain things like they may go, oh yeah, we'll send you this. And you can go, nah, I don't need that. Over the counter stuff, probably don't have them get for you, right? Just go buy it over the counter. But they do have some over the counter things that are in there. So be aware of that. <clears throat> but you need to know what each of these things does. And that having something like that little manual in a kit that has a bunch of this stuff could be extremely useful. Because a lot of times you don't need to like have a doctorate in knowledge in your brain. You just need to be able to get the knowledge, right? So the packages on your creams and prescriptions and all that kind of stuff or, or just your pill bottles, right? Read them before you use them. Having a manual like this that covers all the antibiotics or all the medications and when to use them and when not to use them. Extremely helpful. All right, the next one. So know your, your medicines. The next one is basic wound care. Now I'm not talking about sutures and stuff like that. I'm talking about like something that you don't need sutured up. So anything less than needing sutures. So we're not talking broken bones. We're not talking, um, you know, stitching yourself up because there are certain things you should stitch and certain things you shouldn't like dog bites. Do not close those up, leave them open and treat them. But you should know about basic wound care. Putting on bandages, like effective bandages. Having the bandages to put on, right? So this goes everything from Band-Aids, which if you have injuries on your hands, a lot of guys especially, and I fall into this category a lot, are like, nah, I don't need anything. Just, you know, basically rub dirt on it and keep going. Well, that's a great way to get infections. And I've dealt with my share of infections. And when you have all the stuff to deal with an infection, an infection's not that big a deal. But when you don't have the stuff to deal with an infection, an infection can be a really big deal. All right? So, <clears throat> no, you know, have lots of Band-Aids. Lots and lots of Band-Aids are good. You need to have some Neosporin and, or versions of that medication, right? I like to have both the Neosporin, whether you get the generic or the name brand, really doesn't matter, but also one called Bacitracin. They are they both do basically the same thing. They, they are for open wounds, uh, treating infections, but they treat different strains of infections and some are effective when, when the other one's not. So 
what I will usually do is use one one day and then the other one the next day, right? And, and I'll kind of usually for like three or four uh, days, I'll treat, you know, whatever. So I put a new Band-Aid on it in the morning, but when I put the new Band-Aid on, I squirt a little bit of that medicine on the Band-Aid, kind of rub it in, put the Band-Aid on it. You do one one day, back and forth, back and forth. Do that for like four to six days, usually you're golden. It does not take a lot, <clears throat> but being able to swap back and forth is really helpful. What if you have a bigger wound, like some road rash or something like that, where a Band-Aid's not gonna cover it, right? Then you need to know how to use your kind of gauze-type bandages. You need to have tape, you need to have the, the bandages themselves, <clears throat> and you need to know how to apply them, right? If you're a hairy guy, or girl, I guess, uh, you need to have a little, like some disposable razors, so you can shave that hair off so that the tape can stick, okay? Get good medical tape. Don't get cheap stuff. The cheap stuff doesn't work very well. One of the things I like, instead of the actual medical tape itself, is the athletic type tape. The athletic tape is typically really, really sticky and it's designed to sweat in and still stay on for the most part. Uh, and it usually is a little bit cheaper than uh, the, the medical tape itself because it's branded a little differently. But it, it's basically the same thing or better than a lot of medical tapes. A lot of your medical tapes that you get in Walmart and things like that are really crappy. Okay, so just be aware of that and have a basic understanding of how to do basic wound care. The next one is emergency first aid. So how do you deal with an animal attack, a cut or a stab wound, an eye injury, a gunshot wound, or broken, like seriously broken bones, <clears throat> okay? So that would be what I would consider into kind of like trauma care. And this is this is like basic first aid trauma care. So how do you do that sort of thing? Okay, and having a knowledge on that. That is where like the refuge medical place comes in. And there's, uh, there's tons of places that do that kind of training. Uh, and I've never been to their training personally. I went through a lot of military training. Um, so I can't speak to it directly. I just know a lot of people like it. And he's a guy that has a, a big following and so, um, if I were to go to some place right now, he would be one of the first places I would choose to go to. All right. So dealing with uh, like basic level trauma stuff, and gunshot wounds aren't basic, depending on where the the injury is. But most of us are never going to be surgeons, right? To be able to actually cut somebody open, go inside of their body, patch them up, and then suture our way out. But um, being able to stabilize somebody and get them to somebody who can do that could be really critical. Then basic wounded transport, knowing how to transport. Have you ever carried anybody on a litter? Do you know how to do it? Do you know how much it sucks? Do you know how much it sucks to ride on a litter, to be the person that's being carried, right? Know how to do that, know how to buddy carry, right? So it's just you and one and the injured person how do you move them? Because it takes at least two people to move a litter, right? Ideally, you have four uh, or six people to move a litter, but it takes at least two, okay? <clears throat> so know that information. Know how to move people, what to do, what not to do, how to mo uh, immobilize parts of their body, how to stabilize parts of their body. And then trauma care, like severe trauma care. And again, this one is, most of us are never gonna get to this level so you, this may be a moot point for you per se, but if you're not the person who is in this level, you want to know people who are, right? 
try and find doctors or vets, like surgical vets, that are really good and be friends with them. Now, you know, in, in any kind of normal situation, you're never gonna go to a vet to patch you up from a gunshot wound, but in a really bad situation, you might, right? In a, in a really, uh, not necessarily grid down situation, but let's say universal healthcare kicks in, but you're in the, the dissident category, and <clears throat> so you're not allowed to go, right? You don't have your, your vaccine certification or passport or whatever they call it. Um, because you decided not to get it and now they won't treat you at certain places, okay? Who knows what can happen, but things can happen. Being friends with people who know how to heal you, know how to patch you up, can be a really, really good thing. So this is a critical skill need and it's largely ignored. A lot of people will go buy a few things, a few kits, and not know how to use any of the stuff inside of them. Oh look, I have a nasal pharyngeal. I don't know how to use it though. Oh look. I have a needle for decompression in the event a lung is collapsing. I don't know how to use it though, right? <clears throat> know how to do those things. And the only way you know how to do you, to do them is to actually go and learn it. Okay? You could probably learn a lot on YouTube, but you need to practice to the extent you're able to practice. And a lot of these courses and classes have dummies and things like that that you can actually feel down the ribs, okay, third rib, inject needle to decompress the lung. Right? And they actually are set up so that when you do it properly, a little device says, yes, you did it properly. We can feel the pressure leaving. Okay, So if the lung is collapsing, you know what to do. You know how to insert a nasal pharyngeal, that sort of thing. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Remember, you can always contact me via email at joel, J-O-E-L, at fortressk9.com. You can text me, don't call, but you can text me at 813-836-9244. Please check out our websites, FortressK9.com, FortressK9.com slash puppies if you're interested in purchasing a German Shepherd, Malinois, or Dutch Shepherd, and K9AcademyOnline.com. We are building up FortressSurvival.com, uh, but that is, as of right now, the recording of this uh, is not a operational website yet. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for Fortress K9. Fortress K9 Puppies and K9 Academy online. And then if you are interested in a working line puppy, you can't afford a fully trained dog, we do three to five litters per year. German Shepherds, Dutch Shepherds, Malinois. Not three to five of each of those, but three to five total. Uh, we have waiting lists currently for our next Dutch Shepherd and Malinois litters, uh, but we do have a couple little German Shepherds available right now if you're interested. So if you're uh, looking for something like that, give me a, a call or an email. Correction, send me a text or an email and, uh, and I will get you hooked up for that. So until next time, remember train hard, be safe and stay prepared.